Think about how many brands you can think of that exist more than 100 years. Not many. A lot of companies come and go. And we don't want to see that from Noom. We hope Noom can last more than 100 years with a great brand name and reputation. And we deserve to get that because companies constantly innovate and do better. And that is very difficult. That is a great company. Zero to one, many companies can do that. I mean, it's still hard, but people can do that. Zero to one, we did it. Now, one to 100, that's very difficult. That is another next level journey. You are listening to Entrepreneurs Unraveled. Today, we are joined by Seju Jiang, the co-founder and CEO of Noom. Noom is a healthcare platform which has raised over $650 million in funding since 2008. In today's episode, Seju shares stories about his journey from being a college dropout in South Korea to becoming a successful entrepreneur in New York City. Additionally, Seju shares us his experiences in building new into America's leading healthcare platform. Hi, good to see you. I'm Seju Jung, co-founder CEO at Noom. Noom is a consumer-led healthcare company that we use behavior change to help our users master four pillars of exercise, diet, and stress management and sleep to build a holistic, healthy outcome. We see the problem is everywhere because lifestyle problem, that means, in other words, like obesity issues, over, overweight, obesity, and chronic illness. We believe there is a way we can help our users by changing behavior. We also believe the prevention should be the first approach in overall healthcare. 2020-21, we raised capital by, led by Silver Lake, a total of $540 million. The company has been growing very fast with a lot of support from many users, and we feel very thankful. Chapter 1, a college dropout from a fish town. In this chapter, Seju opens up about his family background, revealing that everyone in his family pursued careers in the medical field. However, Seju made a different choice. Instead of following the conventional path, he ventured into the realm of entrepreneurship and embarked on a journey of establishing a music retail business. I was raised in a small fish town, it's called Yosu in South Korea. Yosu is a southern city, a southern part city in South Korea. Most of the business is a, a sightseeing and also a fishing business at there. My father was a medical doctor. He was the founder of the General Hospital as well. I was fully exposed to hospital business and medical industry because my father, my uncles are all doctors. I thought I would become a doctor as well, medical doctor, but, but eventually I did not. I couldn't. I failed to enter the medical college. In Korea, we all take an exam to enter the college at one day, and that still exists that there's kind of SAT type in, in South Korea. And based on the result that we, we choose a path, which school, college we can enter. And I failed to enter medical college unfortunately, but I entered previous school. I studied uh, electrical engineering, but electrical engineering was not my passion. So soon after I joined the school, I realized I'm not going to finish the school. I will drop out of college because it was not my choice. Second, I didn't have real passion at there. That was a relatively simple decision for me. After I lost my father, I was thinking about my life very maturely because I learned about people die as my, I witnessed how my father passed away. Since then, I was looking for how I can live my life full. And that led me to set the priority of my life. And the school was not the high priority at the moment and could not learn enough. 
than I wanted to. That's why I dropped out of college and told my mother. And my mother truly believed what I was going to try, and she was the ultimate sponsor. She supported my decision, which I'm very thankful because it's difficult to do that as a parent, but she supported me because she believed in me. My first business was a heavy metal record label, actually distribution company first, because I love heavy metal music quite a lot. Since elementary school, I only listened to heavy metal music, literally heavy metal, death metal, black metal, like progressive metal, but metal music. And that's my passion in, as a hobby still today. I love Metallica for sure, but I also love like a lot of American band. Lamb of God is my favorite. Also, I love a lot of European band like Demo Burger, Emperor, like those type of music I love. So at age 19, I found the company By Heart Distribution because by then we still, we didn't have a streaming service. The music has to be consumed by CD, cassette, or LP. So it was importing good, and I wanted to provide a service much seamless experience over .com. And that was my first business, and the business, as soon as I launched, it was quite successful from the day one. So I feel I was very lucky, but what I did was combine the business from retail business to .com service experience for heavy metal listeners. What I learned that I cannot build a business based on just my passion business. It's my hobby. And the first business did not answer my question that why I'm here in this planet in this time, right? I was looking for a more deeper philosophical answer and then that could not that business could not answer. Second, the time was small. South Korea total access market for heavy metal listeners are quite small. Heavy metal music is already small for niche market and Korea is even niche, right? So that's what I learned. So I need to start a business where the problem and opportunities are bigger. And also the last third, built, because I built a company in South Korea first that I could not recruit the talent, the only just Korean. That actually led me to come to the United States because more diversity friendly and also there's a broader access to the different type, different background of talent, which is important. Chapter 2, starting from scratch in New York City. After wrapping up his first company, Seju finds himself contemplating the meaning of life. The passing of his father significantly influences this introspection. With a sense of uncertainty, Seju makes a bold decision to relocate to New York City, despite lacking any prior connections or familiarity with the place. He believes that the city holds a wealth of opportunities. So after I lost my father, and that gave me a huge impact, as when I was curious, why am I here? And then what should I do? And then that led me to conclude the decision of, I must have some talent, and I should know what I'm good at, and I should develop more, and explore and develop, and I can do better. I was trying to figure the place where I can start again. I figured New York, United States, the land of opportunity, the most richest country, and also in terms of TAM, it's going to be very bigger than Korea. But I came to New York because internationally friendly and also I figured New York City is quite far from Seoul, South Korea. So if things are not working well, unlike LA or Seattle or San Francisco where there are the big Korean community, I thought it would be harder to compromise, settle with the Korean community. That's why I chose New York City and came as a complete nobody completely nobody and I rebuild my network and learn everything as an immigrant. Fresh eyes. So of course, but it was kind of fun because I gave the opportunity to myself I can reset my life and start from the ground. I came to United States in 2005. The day that I arrived, January 22nd, 2005, there was snow blizzard. So JFK airport was completely filled with the snow. I had $3,000 in my hands. It took hours to take a cab and I went to the cheapest motel I asked, and then I settled at the motel that night, and then the next day I was looking for the place where I can stay, and I looked for the sublet, and then I called the, sub, the penny saver. Everything was difficult, for sure. Everything was difficult. 
I couldn't speak English. I had no human connection. I, I literally, I'm not exaggerating, I did not know any, any single human at there. So everything was difficult. I had to reset, rebuild my network. I need to learn English, not only language, but the culture. I ended up staying at North Massapequa in Long Island, and that was great. I learned how to, I learned about general American culture, how to live, speak English, build my network there, and that was fantastic. So as an immigrant and I was nobody, that means I, can, I had to really be very extra nice to uh, appeal myself. I remember I stayed at home one week straight without talking to any human because nobody's calling me and I didn't have any friend. I think that it helped me to build, I observe people carefully and also become an like active listener and try to leave a good impression because otherwise they will not give me a chance. But that's the way I was able to build my network and also there were very good kind people in New York and they tried to help me out and that's the way I rebuild my network but also build my self-confidence. Chapter 3, Noom's Two Immigrant Entrepreneurs. So, imagine you're a tech lead at Google, and this guy who's not exactly fluent in English comes up to you, asking to start a business together. What would you say? What if he persuades you constantly for two years? Seju shares how he met his co-founder of Noom, Artem Petakov, and decided to start a healthcare business. My co-founder, Artem Petakov, he came from Ukraine when he was 13, and he went to school Princeton University for computer science and theater major. My cousin went to the same school, and my cousin had the dinner with the group of alumni in Manhattan, and Artem was there. I was invited for my cousin, but I met Artem, and I, he and I got clicked from the first day. And we met, and two days after, we spoke until 4 a.m. He was a tech lead at Google Map when I met him, and he did a fantastic job for GeoSearch project. I pitched to him that you need to get out from Google, because you can do even more by putting a comp you yourself as a founder and we can make a bigger impact in healthcare because think about healthcare, how bad it is overall, the experience perspective and also there's a room to fill with better services. I already found a company two years, eight months ahead and I was looking for investors and I set the concept and he was working moonlighting. So it was not like overnight he got changed, but he was looking for when's the right time he can move over a full time position. I spent only two years. I spent two years constantly. He got convinced and he convinced his parents and he got out from Google. We thought healthcare and education is the area a little out of dated in terms of tech startup driven approach, less touched by Silicon Valley approach, which is problem solving approach. So we thought, and we still believe, there's a much way we can do better with end user base, consumer first, and by preventative approach way. That is why we found the company in healthcare sector. Chapter 4, Noom's Mission-Driven Journey Have you ever found yourself in a situation where everyone around you is showering you with compliments for your achievements, but deep down, you're not completely satisfied? Well, that's exactly what happened to Seju and Artem. They successfully launched a fitness app called Cardio Trainer, which became a big hit. However, despite the praise and recognition, they made the bold decision to leave their initial success behind and pivot into developing a weight loss coaching app. Now, let's dive into the early stories of Noom. First, we built a lot of fitness-driven products because we thought that is the way we can deliver a healthy outcome. So we built like a stationary bike. We convert the stationary bike to a smart bike, very similar to Peloton concept. That was our first prototype, but it took two years to build and we pitched investors, but we could not raise capital. It was not a good product market provider in 2008, nine. Uh, so we ended up building an application because we didn't have money to buy any hardware by the time. And that was the right challenge for us because that's the way we explore the app business. We launched the first 
fitness-driven product cardio trainer, which was using smartphones, GPS, accelerometer to measure the sports activities such as cycling and running. And that was a mega hit. We actually achieved a quite good success. We became the most downloaded application in the Google uh, Android market by then. Achieved 5 million users within six months. And that also led us to raise seed money from Kleiner Perkins. So that brought us a lot of good success in the beginning. But we figured that the service is not for, it's not answering our promise, which is our company mission, that we were looking for more holistic outcome. And our users were looking for losing weight, not just becoming fit. So we figured weight loss is a real problem. And that way we discovered we need to build a service for overall health, not only just fitness. So we had to sunset our product cardio trainer. That was a very difficult decision, but we made a right decision. And that led us to debut Noom product, which is a holistic approach to end users. Not only just fitness, but diet, exercise, stress management, and sleep management. Chapter 5, Noom's J-Curve success. Noom, the way we know it now, actually kicked off back in 2014 when Seju had already been running his company for seven years. Then, in 2016, they came up with this human coaching system, which turned out to be a massive hit. It was like Noom went from zero to hundred, growing like crazy. First project of Noom was we only provide AI service that we guide our users to how to measure weight. That was our very first project in 2014. But we quickly learned with a human coach and also providing holistic approach would deliver better outcome. So we relaunched the service in 2016 May, the current version of Noom that comes with a behavior change approach led by passionate health coach and provide a service that is mastering four pillars of diet, exercise, stress, and sleep management. We were very poor for years and years, but we were very proud of our activities and our commitment on our company mission. We knew our product did not generate enough revenue, but we knew there is the right path to figure the build the foundation, which we are using today. After we raised capital from Samsung, it was the most difficult time because we could not figure product market fit and we did not generate any revenue. So we were in a very difficult position that we could raise any dollars. So I put my own personal money by asking to my sisters, asking my bro bros in Korea, my friends, and I showed that commitment. And then by the time the current investor chipped in a little bit more, including Samsung, and a Japan-based company called Sompo Group came and they saved us. That's why I eternally appreciate Sompo Group's help. Since 2016, we grew really fast. And we, very, we believe the timing was correct, that the people, consumers were seeking for how to get a healthy lifestyle and they were looking for having a smart, healthy lifestyle. And that is a trend. And the people are seeking for a service they can do by themselves and they were looking for help. And Noom, of course, mobile, disrupted every area and healthcare has been finally disrupted by the mobile technology and we were well trained and experienced and time was right that's why Noom was able to generate we were able to enter the hyper growth stage. Chapter 6 Good Company versus Great Company As Seju looks back on the last 16 years of his Noom journey he contemplates what it takes for a good company to become truly great he shares his grand vision and mission of making Noom a company that will thrive for centuries. Seju is determined to build something legendary, and he's got some cool stories to tell along the way. My co-founder, Artem Perakov, is a great teacher. 
He gave me a book, Good to Great, written by Jim Collins, and can be a good book that we can co-read together. So we, he and I, we read and we share our ideas, and we both love that book. The author, Jim Collins, he figured all the references and examples from the company by research the company that exists more than 100 years, over a century. Isn't that amazing? So that really inspired us. To, we want to build a company, that long-lasting company, over a century, not a quick, quick success. We love that the company mission driven and also companies in a constantly make sure that the mission driven people are on the boat. That was uh, the great like lesson we learned and we applied from day one. My version of good company is the company that produces amazing service, but great companies, durable growth company over years and years, hopefully more than a century. Because that's hard. Think about how many brands you can think of that exist more than 100 years. Not many. A lot of companies come and go, and we don't want to see that from Noom. We hope Noom can last more than 100 years with a great brand name and reputation, and we deserve to get that because companies constantly innovate and do better. And that is very difficult. That is a great company. Think about a lot of tech-driven startups, right? They are very good zero to one. Many companies can do that. I mean, it's still hard, but people can do that zero to one. We did it. Now one to 100. That is another next level journey. That's very difficult. I've been doing it new for now last 16 years and will continue to do that because we believe there's enough problem in the healthcare. We believe that we just built the foundation of the, the company can long last more than a century. In our upcoming episode, we'll be continuing our conversation with Seju Jiang, the CEO of Noom. He'll be sharing valuable insights on how to navigate the challenges and fluctuations that entrepreneurs often encounter while maintaining a healthy mindset. Additionally, Seju will provide some valuable life advice specifically tailored for teenagers, individuals of his 20s, and those in their 30s. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on this insightful episode. Thank you for tuning in.